You're listening to CRST, the podcast from Bryn Mawr Communications. Welcome to this episode of International Perspectives on Chronic Ocular Surface Pain. I am your host, Anak Galore. On this series, clinicians from around the world are going to discuss chronic ocular surface pain, what it is, its underlying causes, and how to treat it. In this episode, we're going to explore the underlying causes of chronic ocular surface pain. If you're curious about defining chronic ocular surface pain, go back to the first episode of the mini-series, during which we characterized chronic ocular surface pain and discussed common clinical presentations. And now to our panelists. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Pedram Hamra, who practices at Tufts Medical Center in Boston. Dr. Hamra, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for the uh, invitation to participate in this podcast. And also joining us today is Francis Ma, who practices at Scripps Clinic in La Jolla, California. Dr. Ma, thanks for coming on to the show. Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Anat. Uh, really, it's a pleasure and an honor to be a part of this uh, with you and, and Pedram. And really, I'm so glad to be speaking with both of you because you guys are really leaders in this field, and I can't wait to hear about some of your thoughts. And so maybe, Dr. Ma, you can start us off talking to us a little bit about when a patient comes to your office and they have chronic ocular surface pain, what are they actually complaining about? What are the symptoms that they come in with and what do you try to elicit? Yeah, that's, uh, I think, you know, a fantastic starting point. So as far as the general chief complaints or, you know, how the patient presents, um, it's uh, essentially corneal pain or some type of ocular surface pain of varying uh, severity. It could be, um, you know, something that's, that just sounds excruciating, or it could be something that's uh, slightly uh, milder or more chronic. Um, all the symptoms generally uh, kind of sound, uh, like, uh, dry eye symptoms. Um, so foreign body sensation, burning, uh, reflex tearing in general. Um, and again, some people may be a little bit more histrionic. Some people may be a little bit more uh, emotional. Uh, there could also be severe photosensitivity. Um, there could be allodynia, uh, seizures, um, all of these various different, um, kind of corneal or ocular surface uh, pain. Um, as far as other you know, uh, symptoms, it could be uh, facial dystonia, blepharospasms, all of these different things um, you know, can uh, definitely be part of uh, the symptomatology uh, of the patient's headaches, uh, migraine types. Uh, so it's a lot of um, uh, discomfort, pain, things that uh, we would uh, in general think of as corneal pain or uh, definitely ocular surface pain, but more kind of corneal uh, pain in general is, is uh, what the symptomatology or the chief complaints uh, tend to be like. So Dr. Hammer, we just heard a long list of things that people can complain about, whether it's dysesthesias or burning or tenderness or foreign body sensation. Can you use any of these complaints to try to figure out what the underlying cause of ocular surface pain is, thinking about ocular anatomy? That's challenging because it depends on the stage of the disease. I think in the beginning, the pain can be more localized in a cornea, particularly if it's post-surgical. But once the disease progresses without treatment, then the pain starts spreading to the rest of the eye, behind the eye, 
around the eye periocularly, and then also, as Dr. Ma mentioned, um, in, in shape of migraines, etc. cetera. Uh, so uh, the symptom itself, uh, it's, it's hard to be associated with a particular uh, cause because all the different etiologies which we're going to get into in a little bit um, can present very similarly. So I personally haven't been able to discern uh, that a particular etiology results in a particular type of symptoms. That's fair, but maybe take a step back and tell me what are some of the common underlying causes? The common underlying causes can be ocular, uh, in terms of ocular diseases. So these will include the typical dry disease, uh, more inflammatory diseases of the eye, such as Sjogren disease, uh, or corneal ocular infections, herpetic disease, like herpes simplex or herpes zoster. Um, they can be diabetic. Um, and when you go down to the more surgical causes, uh, any, any eye surgery can result in chronic ocular surface pain, but most commonly, a, a cataract surgery, which is in a milder shape or form, but also refractive surgery such as LASIK or PRK can result in more severe form of um, ocular surface pain. And then we have the systemic conditions such as uh, small fiber neuropathy, um, radiation, uh, keratopathy, um, uh, and uh, associations with depression, anxiety, um, medication-induced um, induced eye pain, et cetera. So the, the list goes on, on, and on. Dr. Ma, I love to tell my residents that we're doctors first and ophthalmologists second. So tell me, what are the most common systemic conditions that you find in your patients with chronic ocular surface pain? Yeah, that's, um, you know, I, I think uh, this is an, ex, you know, extremely essential part of, um, you know, chronic um, uh, ocular surface pain, corneal pain, uh, neuropathic pain, whichever term uh, you'd like. Uh, and I think the reason is, is because as you said, it's really the history taking, and that's something that's, you know, it's essential uh, in medical school uh, is, you know, history taking. And as, as Pedram kind of alluded to, it's really making sure to cover uh, the various different causes uh, of potential uh, corneal neuropathic uh, pain. So some of the systemic things, um, you know, that you would think about, uh, diabetes is, is one of the more common things that, that Pedram, um, you know, mentioned. The other things would be, again, uh, like Pedram mentioned, that small fiber neuropathy. Uh, multiple sclerosis uh, is another one uh, that, um, you know, you can uh, definitely think about. Uh, trigeminal neuralgia uh, is another uh, kind of a bigger uh, area. Fibromyalgia, um, you know, can definitely uh, cause these kind of things. Uh, systemic drugs, um, you know, that, that also... Uh, is another systemic type of um, um, issue and, and anything that really that can cause systemic uh, neuropathic uh, types of uh, pain syndromes can also cause this uh, corneal neuropathic uh, pain. Well, that was a very comprehensive discussion. I think this is a good point to take a break and continue this conversation on the other side with a focus on the particulars of examinations for this patient population. Thank you so much for your insights. Welcome back to International Perspectives on Chronic Ocular Surface Pain. We've been talking about the underlying causes of chronic ocular surface pain, and I'd like to learn more about how our panelists examine a patient who presents with complaints of chronic ocular surface pain, no matter what the particular complaint is. So I thought 
Dr. Hammer can start me off. So what elements of an examination are unique? Are there things that you do specifically in patients with chronic ocular surface pain? Well, that's a great question. Um, the, the One of the more unique components of uh, the ocular surface pain patients are the history taking. Uh, while in ophthalmology, we used to observe patients on slit lamp and diagnose and treat, um, the history is particularly important in these ocular surface pain patients. Uh, these include the time of uh, the pain that's developed, the inciting stimulus, uh, any surgical history, medical history, medical diseases, ocular medications they've been taking. Um, and particularly also a review of systems is very important because it can lead you to um, aid in the diagnosis of any additional systemic diseases that may be comorbid diseases such as small fiber neuropathy or autonomous nervous system problems, anything related to the nervous system, basically. Um, beyond that, I think the timing of the pain, the, the pattern of the pain, the frequency, the severity, the range, um, quality of life issues, and particularly also the type of symptoms all may aid in deciding what kind of uh, plan and prognosis one can uh, result uh, discuss. Uh, in addition, there are several components in that as a result in terms of nerve function testing. Uh, we usually, in my clinic, we use like a um, hyperosmolar 5% sodium chloride drop to kind of stimulate the nociceptors to see if there's a hypersensitivity in these patients or hyperalgesia. And we also use a numbing drop like proparacaine uh, to discern whether the pain is ocular or non-ocular or, or a combined uh, source of the pain uh, that's basically would potentially require systemic and or um, ocular treatments. We also use um, confocal microscopy to, to look at the nerve morphology in these patients uh, to assess whether they are, for example, abnormal morphological changes in these patients as well. And that also may result in showing inflammatory component of the pain in these cases. I think the rest of the exam is similar to any dry eye patients as well, uh, but these are the kind of more unique components that we use uh, for examination of these patient population. That was very thorough. Dr. Ma, what about you? Are there any particular tests that you find useful in characterizing chronic ocular surface pain? Um, yeah, I think, you know, Pedram really uh, did a, a very well uh, summary of, of um, you know, the specifics specific to corneal pain or uh, neuropathic pain, but uh, a couple things. Um, one is uh, there is um, a verified uh, ocular pain assessment survey, which uh, you can use to quantify the pain and impact on uh, the quality of life. Uh, it's kind of similar to, um, for example, OSDI or speed for dry eye, uh, but this one is uh, much more uh, specific to ocular pain. Uh, I think the other things uh, just in general, um, you know, I think the proparacaine test is uh, very important, as, as Pedram uh, mentioned, uh, and just to, you know, kind of go into it in a little bit more depth, it does um, differentiate between peripheral, you know, which is more local. Um, so if you get complete relief of proparacaine, which is what we normally think of uh, in uh, eye care, uh, then that would be a more local um, uh, phenomena. Um, whereas, you know, if you don't, or if you just get uh, modest uh, relief, then that's probably a central uh, or more systemic, um, you know, kind of an issue. Uh, I think the other thing is, is, you know, as far as the uh, confocal microscopy, I think those are very, very unique 
uh, in general. Uh, confocal is not unique, but looking specifically at uh, some of the findings in terms of corneal epithelial changes and obviously the, um, the, the nerve uh, changes. But uh, in general, you kind of do an ocular surface uh, workup, uh, as Pedro mentioned, and then I think those uh, three things, um, this, the uh, survey, uh, the um, prepare a cane test, and then uh, confocal are kind of a little bit more specific uh, to uh, looking at chronic ocular surface pain. So Dr. Hamrad, this may be a tough question, but you gave me a long list of things that you do, and I think it's fabulous. But is there one or two that you think are most important or that you weigh most heavily when examining these patients? I think in terms of um, diagnostic, in order to assess which treatment to put the patient on, for me, the one of the most important one is the proprietary test, challenge test, because that, that tells me whether I can treat the patient with ocular um, treatment or need, uh, require systemic. That's number can you, one. Can you take me through that? How do you actually do that test? So we basically... Well, we, we use it in combination. So what we do is we have a patient come in, they sit before we put any drops in. We ask them what the pain level is in each eye, um, if they can tell. We record that. We, then we put a hyperosmolar test in the eye. We wait 20 seconds, ask again the level of pain. And in, in the patients who have um, inflammation or neuropathic pain, usually the pain, that if it's peripheral, goes up by at least two points or higher, which kind of uh, results in suspicion of hyperalgesia. Then we put the proparicane drop in each eye at the same time and wait 90 seconds. And then we ask again for the level of pain. And if the pain has gone down to zero, for that, for that uh, concludes that this is purely peripheral pain. If the pain comes down partially, as Francis said, but not fully, we think it's kind of a combined uh, source, but we have both some non-ocular and ocular source of pain. And if the pain doesn't budge or if the pain actually increases, that's typically purely non-ocular pain. And that can be a ganglionopathy from the trigeminal ganglion or more central nervous system as well. And those cases would require more systemic treatment. The second test that's very important for me is the confocal because for two reasons. One, it shows us the cellular inflammation because uh, it's otherwise hard to see the subclinical inflammation. And that will allow us to, um, that decides whether we use the patient on, on how much anti-inflammatory medications we use. And we can also look at the nerve density and the morphological changes, uh, assessing whether we need to have some more regenerative therapy like autologous serum tears or other things, which would kind of improve the nerve function and or improve the nerve homeostasis in these cases. Um, and then the third would be the level of pain these patients are in, because then also we can decide how aggressive we should be with these patients. Uh, and while in dry treatment, we typically use the, a step ladder approach and gradually work ourselves up. In more severe cases, I use what, what I call the reverse step ladder approach. We kind of put um, the patients on multiple treatments to get them comfortable and then start removing the different treatment modalities. That was very helpful. So Dr. Ma, you've diagnosed a patient with chronic ocular surface pain. How do you talk to them and discuss their condition, the pathophysiology? Yeah, I, I think this is uh, extremely important because a lot of these patients, as, as both uh, you and Pedram uh, know, uh, have seen typically um, multiple uh, specialists, multiple physicians, 
Um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of times, you know, these issues, uh, unfortunately, get get dismissed. Um, so I think the first thing is, is just to tell the patients, you know, that um, you've seen other patients like this, that uh, this is a real uh, condition uh, that, you know, we call it and, you know, you can call it whatever you normally call it, whether it's ocular uh, neuropathic pain, whether it's corneal neuropathy, corneal neuralgia, uh, keratin neuralgia, whatever term uh, people use uh, in their uh, own clinics. Um, but in terms of why it happens uh, in general, uh, the way that I explain it is, is there's kind of this repeated um, damage or, or repeated um, uh, stimulus uh, to the nerves. And generally it's not really painful stimuli, uh, but there are stimuli to the corneal nerves and this repeated uh, stimulus uh, and this repeated chronic, um, these episodes result in damage uh, to the corneal nerves. Could be surgical, as, as Pedram had mentioned before. Uh, it could be some type of a, uh, you know, aberrant regeneration uh, as well. But in general, you've got some type of uh, damage to the corneal nerves. Uh, this results in upregulation of nociceptor responses for processing uh, pain stimuli. Um, so that means the bad um, uh, receptors, if you will, in the nerves. And that leads to uh, hyper response uh, or increased uh, sensitivity uh, to the perception of pain uh, in response to even normal, unpainful uh, stimuli. So everything looks healthy, everything looks good. It's just that this is a nerve uh, issue and it's a result of multiple or chronic, um, you know, kind of hits uh, to that nerve. And now the nerve is uh, kind of excitable and, and hypersensitive. Uh, well, I want to thank both doctors Hammer and Ma for an excellent discussion. Thank you for coming onto the show, and thanks to to the listeners for joining us as well. This is the end of the second episode of International Perspectives on Chronic Ocular Surface Pain. If you missed episode one, go back in your podcast feed to catch up. And if you liked what you heard, be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can catch episode three as soon as it drops. For now, I'm Anaka Lore. Thanks for listening.